0: Alright, people, let's do this one last time. This is the way. Who am I? I am Iron Man. Ramamu, I've come to bargain.
1: We know each other. He's a friend from work. You may be wondering why the red suit. Well, that's so bad guys can't see me bleed. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am Batman. Beware my power. Green Lantern's life. That is magazine's nice.
2: language. Hey, you know what? There's another name you might know me by.
1: Star Who? Star man.
2: Legendary outlaw.
1: You
0: can't win, North.
1: If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I am inevitable. Stop right there. I'm in
0: welcome guys back to the flavor of the geek podcast where we talk about all things geek this is episode three and i'm joined today oh by the way my name is matthew and we're joined today by michael McCahie. how you doing today mike
1: i'm doing great
2: matthew how you doing
0: i'm doing good all right steven how you doing today where is
2: she i mean uh i'm doing good i'm doing good can't complain
0: (laughs) all right guys well we had a pretty packed week of news so we're going to start off with the star wars news okay if i could go get to that yeah so we had hayden christensen is returning as anakin Mm. skywalker in the ahsoka series all right, so he's already returning to the Obi-Wan Kenobi series that will be coming out next year. So I was just wondering, what the hell is he going to be doing? Is it going to be flashbacks? Is it going to be a forced Ghost? Maybe it's a forced Ghost. Uh, but Stephen, what do you think? What's what's this role going to be? And uh, is it going to be cool to see?
2: Uh, so first off, I'm very excited to see um, Hayden Christensen back in as either Anakin Skywalker or as Darth Vader. I don't know what, what they're doing right now is it confirmed on whether or not this is going to be a prequel kind of thing for Ahsoka or is it going to be post uh, her meeting up with the Mandalorian? And that'll help me answer the next part of it.
0: Yeah, so it's going to be post her meeting up with the Mandalorian. And I think it was episode, what, three or five of the second season. So yeah, it's going to be post that. Okay,
2: gotcha. All right, so I'm very excited, especially because I don't think that Hayden Christensen was uh, given enough in the uh, the Star Wars prequel I think that was it was uh and I know that a lot of people will say that your acting is different depending on who's writing it but also you can tell what the who are the great actors based on what they're able to do with whatever kind of writing they're given but I'm not going to lie it was kind of disappointing with the writing that he was giving given in those three movies that he was in so I'm excited to see him kind of redeem himself especially cuz uh, I think it's I think it's David I'm Pretty sure that's the guy who's directing. Oh, Dave
0: Filoni. Yeah.
2: So he yeah, was. Filoni. He played a Our crucial part. <laughs> yes, he played a crucial part in not only the Mandalorian series but also the Avatar: The Last Airbender series, which is honestly one of my favorite animated TV series of all time. So I'm very excited about that, and I'm pretty sure he also uh, had a key part in the uh, television series Star Wars Clone Wars, if I'm not mistaken. So I think think he will be able to redeem the character of Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. I'm very excited. I'm not sure where they're going to go with this character. But the fact that he is going to be there before we even see what's going on with the Obi-Wan Kenobi series is freaking epic. Mm
0: -hmm. But the question is I have for you, does... He deserved to be redeemed after everything he's done.
1: Now, what does that mean? What
0: do you mean? What by does that, that mean? That was the what most accusatory question I've ever heard in my life. What do you, <laughs> do you mean mean the actor, actor or do you mean <laughs> the character? No, I'm talking I about need some, the I need some context here. You're saying Hayden Christensen, cra- Yes, the actor. <laughs> You're he, Hayden Christensen, he deserves a redemption. Yes, he deserves a W's. I get what you're saying. I thought you met Anakin Skywalker. Okay. Well, no, I don't care if that happens
2: because you've already seen what's. But wait, wait a minute. This has to be flashbacks because post this already happening, post Ahsoka Tano, um, he's already killed off in the uh, original series by his yeah, son. He
0: so he can't he's be there physically. It's just gonna be flashbacks. It has to be. It is gonna be flashbacks. It's got. Yeah, it's got to be flashbacks unless. Yeah, it's either he's an op- he's a force ghost or he is. Uh, they're flashing back to when they were Padawan and Master, so, and Rosario Dawson's already confirmed this in in the now deleted tweet that we have. Uh, but uh, the last thing we saw, the last thing we saw with Ahsoka and Anakin, who was Darth Vader at the time, where they were fighting in the Rebel series. Um, so I'm not sure if either of you've seen the Rebel series, but that was I a pretty known. intense battle. And like Ahsoka cuts off part of his mask, and you can see Anakin peering through, Ooh. and it's almost like he he changes in a moment, like it like he go, goes back to being the master of Ahsoka and being just because they were pretty close in age. It seemed like so they they were kind of like brother and sister. It seemed in the in the series, and I just I can't wait to I really wish we could dive deeper into that to that relationship. Because it was so heart- heartbreaking after seeing the Clone Wars and then after seeing Rebels, uh, those two's relationship break apart like it did. Because, but, but yeah, we're gonna see him. We're gonna see him come back in the uh, Obi wan Kenobi series, which is probably a Force Ghost, and same thing with uh, the Soka series. And so, Mike, what do you think about this? Is it is it warranted? Do you think that we want to you want to see more of Anakin Skywalker?
1: You know, seemingly being one of the uh, the two people on the podcast that don't have some sort of weird murder vendetta against Hayden Christensen,
0: uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I what I want to know is, and hopefully one of you can can kind of fill in the blanks here. So we have you have the original trilogy, then you have the prequels, right. then you have all of the animated series. Now we have uh, the Mandalorian. So Ahsoka is in The Mandalorian and it's post during The Mandalorian when we see Ahsoka how where where is Anakin Skywalker at this point is he alive he's, is, is he, he's, dead. he's dead he's dead he's dead oh it's 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 past yeah. it's post Darth Vader yeah, dying, correct. Okay,
0: Mandalorian is post uh, Return of the Jedi. That stuff yeah, always kind of confuses post... me a
1: little bit, okay? Yeah, so I should know, it does know too, that, yeah, but... because
0: it does for me too, because I wish they would just have everything set in the present and not have things going bouncing all over the timeline. But yeah, so this Mandalorian series takes place five years after uh, Return of the Jedi, and yeah, so Ahsoka's there, not sure. But Ahsoka's never seen the redeemed Anakin Skywalker. Neither right. of, I'm not even sure if she's even met Luke Skywalker at this point. So I think it would be really cool in the in that Anakin Skywalker series. Not sorry, in the Ahsoka series, for her to meet A- uh, Luke Skywalker. That would he's be still really cool. There, he's he's in his prime. I just want them to have one conversation together. It's bound to I happen. I think it'd be really really cool. Yeah, mm. bound to happen, right?
1: Generally, with films and TV shows, it seems like they've They've been uh, more willing to do stuff uh, like de-aging, which has become a big thing over the past few years. And it kind of hits that uncanny valley of... It's, they do a great job, especially if you've ever seen a behind the scenes of de-aging, what the actor actually looks like being old and decrepit and ancient when they de-age them <laughs> to, you know, a 14 year old boy or whatever they do, they do, they do a great job. And like, it looks really good. However, it's almost like going to, not, not as much, but it's like going to a wax museum where it's just, it it's a little bit off, right? Cause it's not actually them, of course. Right. Um So it's, you you can kind of like it's they're almost like a little dead (laughs) dead behind the eyes. Um, But uh, I thought that in the Mandalorian, the Luke Skywalker de-aging was good. Um, I thought he did a good, they did a good job with that. Uh, So I'm assuming, I'm hoping that there's some kind of conversation between Ahsoka and Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill. He's still, he's still in it. You know what I mean? He's still full steam ahead, which is nice to see. So I think, uh, I think it'll be nice to see them. I, I, i think that anakin skywalker it's a cool character as a concept right if you if you completely remove how the actual prequel trilogy went and how it became like you know kind of a meme and sand and what have you which like steven was saying earlier you take the best actor in the world if you're given the writing i hate sand there's only so much they can really pull out of that before they have nothing left, you know? So you, that's not really a reflection on the actor as it is, the fever dream that the writers were having at the time. But I mm-hmm. think that Hayden Christensen, in general, is a pretty good actor. And I think seeing that again would be cool. Now, maybe they're going to take his face and put him on Little Tiny Anakin again. You know what I mean? Maybe we're going pod racing, <laughs> but it's old Hayden. Okay. They're doing like a reverse de aging. <laughs> Um, I want to see old-ass 40-year-old Hayden Christensen on a little 8-year-old Anakin's body with Jar Jar running around yelling, Annie! You know, that whole thing. Where's that? You know?
0: I just want Jar Jar
1: to come back, is what I'm trying to say.
0: All right. (laughs) Well, sticking to the Star Wars, I, I would love to see a series a Disney Plus series with Luke Skywalker but played by Sebastian Stan Mm. Uh, so I would love to see him in his prime because we never got to see any of that we went right from Return of the Jedi to uh, Force Awakens and that 30 years or so whatever how many years that was and he's already old by that point so we don't get to see a whole lot of Luke Skywalker and I would love to see a series with just focusing on him training younger Jedi and maybe eventually going on to train his nephew, which would try to kill him one day. But mm. yeah. Oh, spoilers. Yeah. So,
2: I, yeah, it's definitely spoilers. No, we were, we were still in that Thor movie. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So actually, now that we've, we're talking about timelines like that, I have a question, and I might be completely wrong uh, or off base by saying this, but we're talking about the timeline I and mean, like when Anakin Skywalker is dead or when he's alive and all that stuff like that. But we're in the present mm-hmm. with the Mandalorian and you see Boba Fett. However, I'm now remembering a scene from Return of the Jedi when Boba Fett is on the ship in the middle of the desert and he gets pulled in and eaten alive by that little worm thing. Yeah. So it's how the back hell does he survive that? Like they it. ever
0: explain that? Because if that is... It's kind uh, of explained. It's continuity. Or, all right. Okay. So there's there's like a canon book series apparently. I never read it myself but when I was looking this up I because I was curious as well since this takes place after he goes into the pit how did he survive that and apparently he somehow survived The Starlight didn't fully eat him he was down there and then eventually he like exploded out of it like used the jetpack to explode out of it I'm not sure fully but he didn't die obviously because we saw (laughs) him in the Mandalorian (laughs) That seems but, like convenient I don't know. writing. I, 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 ye, well, yeah, that, but that happened years ago. They, they, yeah. they didn't do that just for The Mandalorian. Oh, they, okay. I'm, I'm certain that they, at the time, didn't have any idea they'd be doing a Boba Fett series. Mm. Uh, they just wanted to tell us what happened after he falls into the Starlight pit. But, okay. Yeah, so I think that's – uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's that. That's the timeline on that.
1: If you bring the books into it, it's crazy.
0: Right, and that's why I usually – I haven't not read the, the books because sometimes they – they declassify them as a canon. So what, like the extended it's extended it universe at this point. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So timeline-wise, we're talking about the prequels, right? Uh, yeah, the prequels are what happens first up until uh, Revenge of the Sith, and then we have the the series that just came out, Bad Batch. The Bad Batch just came out, so that technically happens right after Revenge of the Sith movie. And then we jump into uh, A New Hope. And then actually, I think I think Rebels might be in between there. Yeah, I think Rebels is in between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. And then it goes into A New Hope and then all the way to Return of the Jedi. And then after that is the Mandalorian series. Um, so And now we're going to have the Ahsoka series and all that good stuff. So that's... That's the Star Wars universe. That's that's canon currently, and it's really confusing when you think about it because it all came out in weird directions. But it's uh, we're a it's a tall ride for the next that. couple of years, though, because yeah, because yeah, Star Wars. They they just wrapped up the Andor series, the Ahsoka, the Obi Wan Kenobi series. They're they have the book of Boba Fett coming out December, uh, I think December twenty fourth or something like that and or the 28th i'm sorry december 24th uh 28th is the book of boba fett and then mandalorian is filming at the moment for season three and then yeah they're just going to continue to roll out these shows for disney plus and i'm looking forward to it uh talking about moving on to our next topic
1: now i want to go back to the first topic for a second did you know that (laughs) jar jar thinks his dad's name is george
0: are you serious? <laughs> I did not know that. Did you just look this up? How did you know this?
1: This is deep in my cerebellum somewhere. And I just, I just remembered this. I learned this years ago.
0: That I remember George? two things. Jar Jar Binks. Jar his name. father is named George. His it's name George, is George. It's George. George. is Ja. <laughs> it's George. It's George Binks.
1: That's it? <laughs> George Binks. It's
0: like his name, George, is George it, it's, or George Ja. It's just
2: George Binks. Okay
1: and maybe I'm wrong as far as I remember this is canon his dad's name is George (laughs) sorry and I know we're trying to move on but that needs to be brought back to light because you got a character named Jar Jar you know what I mean the name in the music that the cantina band plays is called Jizz and you can you can make it that but you can't name the dad of Jar Jar something other than George Why didn't they just what, call it Chef? What would
0: you have named his father?
1: Daddy Jar. I don't know. <laughs> Daddy, da-
0: Daddy Jar. Daddy Jar. Papa JJ. So when he becomes a father, he, he loses his real name and now yeah, you become
1: Daddy. Papa JJ. It'd be call Papa Da-ja. John.
0: Dada Bing. Ja- instead of Ja-Ja. it'd be yeah.
1: Dada. <laughs> Dada, Binks, <laughs> something,
2: not
0: Dada George. Yes. That's not a good idea. All right, we got we gotta to hit up you. George Lucas real quick and be like, yo, why did you not, you missed the opportunity to call his father Dada Binks. Let's Dada Binks, it put it
1: on his shirt. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> all right, well, we're gonna, when we Where's start selling Disney merchandise on the Flavor of the Geek podcast, we own that shit. That's ours. All right, <laughs> Dada TM, 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 TM. You yeah, heard it here, folks, yes. Sorry, <laughs> continue on. Okay, all right. <laughs> We can continue to the next topic, Mike.
1: Uh, yes, you have my permission.
0: Cool. All right, cool. So, we got the next top topic, universe is DC. So, we just got an announcement that the we're getting a green arrow movie that will be coming to HBO Max next year. Uh, so this will fit into the same universe as the uh Batgirl series, which Batgirl movie, which also takes place in the same universe as like the Justice League and the Batman v Superman. Uh, so yeah, what do you, Mike? What do you think about this Green Arrow news? Do you uh, do you care about it? Did you watch the Did you watch the TV show on CW?
1: I did watch the the CW show, which leads into my question: Are we getting Stevie? Is Stevie Amell coming back as Green Arrow? Ooh, What's the situation? That
0: would be really that. cool. Yeah. That would be cool. However, a fan casting out there is Charlie Hunnam. That's what I oh, from the Sons okay. of Anarchy. Yeah. So maybe we'll see him.
1: I mean, if we're talking about the Justice League universe, then... I mean, if we're talking about the Justice League movie, right? We have Ezra Miller as Flash. We already don't have Grant Gustin. So, I don't know, copyright-wise, I don't know whether you can do the mix and match. Like, you could have Stephen Amellis Green Arrow and not have Grant Gustin Flash. I'm assuming there'd be some kind of backlash. I mean, they already appeared in a series together with, what was it, Infinite Crisis or whatever?
0: Yeah. They've appeared in plenty of crossovers. So, you can't
1: really just, like, throw it out the window, I suppose. I mean, I watched the show... The show started to jump the shark a little bit once you kind of got into the later seasons because they, I mean, in my opinion, they lost the plot a little bit. But love Stephen Amell's Green Arrow. Whether it's him or not, it's a cool character. Kind of reminds me of Hawkeye a little bit. Just dude with a bow. But (laughs) overall, Uh, you know what what I want (laughs) to see? Just as a side note, you know what I want to see? When you think about comic Green Arrow, right? When I think comic Green Arrow, I think punching bag arrow right like almost like prank level arrows and more like creative stuff there wasn't a lot of that in the tv show unless i'm mistaken it was just it was straight up arrows killing people Mm -hmm. in the in the beginning and then not later but where's like the taser arrow you know where's like the the distraction flashbang arrow or something they never they have a whole comic series of interesting ideas they could have used and they just didn't tap into it. They went for kind of the gritty, like, I miss my family. Who am I? That kind of, that kind of thing. Um, (laughs) So I want to see more of that for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, The budget on the CW probably wasn't a whole lot. So they probably couldn't do flashbang arrows or anything like that. Uh, But, (laughs) well, maybe in this movie, since it'll probably be a bigger budget, we'll be able to see uh, some, some different kinds of arrows. And I agree with you. It is kind of a, green arrow and uh green arrow and hawkeye hawkeye yeah hawkeye they're pretty much the same character i'm pretty sure green arrow came first though who knows i think so correct me per- on that i think you're right
2: who knows i think the internet knows we'll the see. Internet you'll find maybe, out real quick
0: knows. yeah <laughs> but yeah Stephen, what what are your thoughts on this green arrow news so i'm intrigued by this now
2: whether or not they stick with Certain castings, like I know that a lot of the fans are, they want to go for Charlie Hunnaman If they do that, that'd be pretty cool. Now, in the CW series, Stephen Amell's version of the Green Arrow, it wasn't as quippy. It wasn't as humored as we're used to seeing in like the animated series or in the comics. But it was more dark. Mm-hmm. So if you want to go towards where like the Zack Snyder's uh, cut of all of that universe is, where it's more dark than humory and all that stuff like that, fine. Yeah, Stephen Amell might be your your good choice if you're looking for the quippy, uh, sarcastic, the, very, the kind of fun uh, Green Arrow, I think maybe Charlie Hunnam has more of a debate there. He has more of an argument to be cast as that. But at the moment, I mean, I don't know what route they're going on. I don't know what story they're going with because there are so many different stories you could go with in the Green Arrow universe. but. I don't know. That's, that's all I got to say. But first off, I want to look up to see what came first. This is going to bug me. What
0: came <laughs> out first? Okay. All right. You do that while I bring up my next point. You got it. Uh, so, so Mike, my, my mother, shout out to my mother. She texted us yesterday when she was listening to the podcast and she said uh, she's doing a drinking game out of, every time we, we mention Robert Pattinson's name. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> apparently, we mentioned him quite a bit in the last episode. So. Oh. So.
1: Mrs. Carvalho, you better get that shot glass out.
0: <laughs>
1: it's about to get wet and wild.
0: Hey, talk to my mother like that. That's not what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you. Oh, How dare you. <laughs> Steven, what you Robert first? Pattinson. So... Robert Pattinson
2: definitely came Robert first. Ben. Yes. I mean, <laughs> so okay. Green Arrow Fair. debuted more than 20 years before Hawkeye appeared in the comics. Sounds about right. There you go.
0: I feel like D- DC uh, was always was a first in a lot of things, and Marvel kind of stole that a little bit. But what are you going to do? Marvel...
2: Uh, it says here that uh, Green Arrow deb- debuted in November of 1941, whereas Hawkeye debuted in September of 1964. Debuted? <laughs> That's what he it's debu- you he, debu- he uh, debuted. He debuted it. Whatever <laughs> debuted. He <laughs> debuted. That's all right. It's, it's a weird word. Speaking De- don't judge me here. September Debutted. 1964. That's when he first came to the comics. Whatever.
0: Leave me alone. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm just making fun of you now because you know our followers are gonna are gonna our listeners are gonna make fun of you. So that's fine. That's fine. <laughs> uh, all right. So. <laughs> we have any more thoughts on that before we move on to the Batgirl news?
1: Oh, Robert Pattinson.
0: Okay, I'm gonna say Robert Pattinson. Yep. Robert, Robert Pattinson, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. All right. So Batgirl has casted its villain Brandon Fraser will be playing Firefly in the in the Batgirl movie. So Firefly. I know. I'm not sure who. I think Stephen watched Gotham, uh, the Gotham series. But in in that series, she's a woman. In the comic books, he's a it's a guy, Garfield Linz, I believe his name is. And he's kind of a supervillain that loves loves fire. So uh, he'll be showing up in this movie. And there's been some positive and negative things about it here, I've, that I've heard about people's thoughts on this. Um, but yeah, he's the main villain of this movie. So Stephen, what do you think about this? You think this is a good fit for this movie?
2: Honestly, anything that uh, Brendan, Gar- uh, Brendan Fraser does, I'm, I'm, I'm on board with it. I mean, he... Took I he was on a hiatus for a little while with uh, acting a long while that, yeah that for a long while and then he came back for that TV series uh, was it Doom Patrol or something like that
0: yep. I don't remember yep. The act. yeah yep yeah he's he came, doing pretty good
2: he's doing pretty well there so I'm, I'm excited for I mean he's had a, a rough life um, after he stepped away from acting for a while uh, so I'm excited to see him come back and I hope I really hope he crushes it I've never seen him as a villain though so this will be intriguing.
0: Yeah. i agree yeah uh mike what are your thoughts on this casting
1: i find it really difficult to imagine brendan <laughs> Fraser as a supervillain because he's, he's george of the jungle you know <laughs> he's Forever you and know always. he's not gonna it's obviously he's not like typecast of that but like it, i imagine him in the mummy and even more importantly in my opinion the best character arc in scrubs uh, oh my if you guys God, have watched Scrubs, yes. he was – oh, I oh loved my favorite. He, he was the yeah, best. He was... And he's just a sweetheart. You know what I mean? And I'm glad that he's back. And he, he seems like he deserves it. From what I remember, he's had a pretty rough go
2: yeah.
1: uh, off camera in life. So he definitely deserves it.
0: Yeah. And he's been doing the the series that Steven just said. uh He's been doing – Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol, right. Yeah. yeah, which is a really cool series. It's a bunch of random characters just thrown together and uh he's he, he plays a robot pretty much he, like his brain was transported into a robot oh he's the after robot he was guy. In car accident yeah he's the robot guy uh so sometimes we see him in like his actual body whenever uh he's in weird scenarios where he needs to do that or like flashbacks but yeah he's the he's the robot and his, his brain is just in the robot Uh, season three just came out and I think season three just came out. Yeah. Season three just came out and yeah, it's a good series. I haven't watched the latest season, but, but I'm looking forward to him. I'm looking forward to this movie in general. I just really want to see Barbara Gordon. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, is there any more thoughts on Robert Patterson before we move on?
1: (laughs) So, um, Stephen, having seen, I've never seen Gotham. So having seen Gotham, so Firefly shows up in Gotham. That's already happened
0: hmm yeah I've, I've i've also watched is it
1: brendan myself. Fraser in gotham is it him or is it no like no a, no it's a, like... it's a
2: female version isn't it
1: oh it's the female it okay
0: that's what you were saying yeah. gotcha but in the, all right scratch that yeah in the show there's a dad and a couple of brothers and then there's the sister which get, she gets picked on all the time mm. and then i'm pretty sure she ends up killing her brothers
1: as uh, you do with the
0: fire yeah she goes kind of off goes kind of crazy and then she kills her brothers, turns kind of like an anti-hero for a second there when she was uh, with Selena Kyle. Because Selena Kyle was one of her friends. And then they kind of broke off and she became more of a villain. I think she might have died. I think she might have died in the series. Spoilers. But, yeah. But that wasn't until much later. Yeah, so. that was It was a cool series, though, because it takes place during the younger age of... Uh, Bruce Wayne and Selena Kyle, and and then of course Firefly. But yeah,
1: I've heard good things about it. I don't know why I thought that the TV series Gotham and this upcoming movie were connected somehow. But uh, that's mm-hmm. I'm I, I'm very intrigued for sure. I definitely. Just the thought of Brendan Fraser playing like a bad guy is is really it's like I just can't even picture it. So I want to I want to see how he'll do. I mean he's a great actor too in my opinion. So I think he'll he'll uh, he'll do pretty well. But I just I can't even wrap my head around that.
0: Mm. Yeah me, me either. But I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll do great with it. Looking looking forward to seeing Batgirl possibly next year. Uh, but moving on to some Marvel news. So the first topic on Marvel is the Eternals. Actually, just premiered last week in L.A., and uh, there's a lot of different a lot of different reviews regarding this, and most of them positive, but there are some people who did not like it, didn't think it was their cup of tea. So the biggest thing that I've heard about it, every time I read a review, this is kind of what they're saying. Uh, it's not like a typical Marvel movie. It's visually different than anything we've ever seen, which that's the main two things I've heard about most of the reviews. Uh, but yeah, and I was listening to a podcast today and they said it didn't crack the top five, their top five, but it cracked their top 10 in Marvel movies. Uh, but there's, what is there, 25, 26 Marvel movies now? It's so, so many. I and mean, that's pretty, that's that's still pretty good, I think, being cracking the top 10. That's a great track record, good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I wanted to read a just one review from Liam Crowley, who uh, is on the direct podcast. Uh, just real quick to kind of get you give you an idea of people's thoughts. So, Eternals is a cinematic experience. Zhao delivers something familiar, yet so foreign in the best way possible. Greek mythology meets Interstellar meets the MCU. The ensemble is one of Marvel's strongest. Barry Cohen is a rock star. Slow at times, yes, but it pays off. Zhao's storytelling is truly some something special. The way she weaves in and out of the past and present should be confusing, but never is. Flashbacks strengthen the present-day narrative immensely and add crazy depth to each individual character. I wouldn't say it redefines the MCU, but it certainly offers a completely new point of view on everything. Personally, I think it's a massive win. So that's what Liam Crowley had said. Which again, he's uh, on the direct podcast. And... Uh, I can't wait to see it I'm seeing it next next Thursday I believe um, I'm gonna be in Disney World but I'm still gonna see it uh, and I'm looking forward to this movie I honestly don't have high expectations for it after hearing the reviews so I'm gonna go in with low expectations and hopefully be blown away but yeah Mike what are your what are your thoughts on the uh, on these early reviews do you I don't know do you think it's gonna be something you're you're interested in seeing after what seeing all the trailers we've seen?
1: I definitely, I definitely plan on seeing it. It seems, it seems interesting. I did some reading up on the Eternals, like via the comics, right? Like how they were actually portrayed in the comics after, uh, after the movie was announced. And it's mm-hmm. very, it's very interesting. Um, it's interesting how we've gone from, from Marvel movies in general, we've gone from Steve Rogers, a dude that, you know, got the serum, and got trapped in ice. We, we've gone from New York City, and then we've zoomed out, right? And now it's like mm-hmm. the world. It was the world. Then we got Thanos and everything, and we zoomed out even more. And now we have seven thousand year old, uh, immortal, <laughs> essentially like demigods that fight back. Uh, whatever the name of the the That's evil. That's a great point. It's we've really like we've it's really shot out into uh, into deep space, uh, literally in this case. So it's. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I don't know how much further they can really go. Uh, I, I'm interested to know how it's visually different than anything we've seen, right? Because Marvel movies are a CGI fest in a good way. There's a, the story, not to say that the story is bad, it's not, it's great, and there's been a lot of like high level cast that can really uh carry a lot of drama and, and keep people interested. But what does that mean visually? It's different, is it like just from a cinematic perspective or it, do they do something different with the, the actual like CGI itself? It, the first thing I thought of was, uh, it's completely irrelevant to the eternal discussion, but it reminds me of the Mysterio scenes in Spider-Man. Those were a lot, a lot different than the normal CGI. They were like spooky in a good way, um, which it's the season. So that makes sense. But, uh, it's, I'm interested to know what exactly that means. I'm not going to hang on to the words too tightly. I think that maybe it's a little bit of a, <laughs> a buzzword. You know what I mean? Like and nothing you've ever seen before. Yeah. But but I'm definitely interested. <laughs>
0: get get your butt in the theater. Yeah, I think that Chloe Zhao's um, storytelling as well as filming, like filmography, is very specific because she uses a lot of colors. I just want i can't i can't find the words for it but she in the trailers you can kind of tell like the the sunsets like you can see that in the trailer like she loves she loves those colors those vibrant colors uh but yeah i think that's possibly what it means but who who really knows at the end of the day i think we'll when we see it uh next week maybe maybe we'll, be, <laughs> we'll figure that out but uh Steven are you excited for this movie after hearing the reviews? Honestly, I don't
2: take much from the reviews. Uh, I don't I'm not surprised that it's not in many people's top 5. It it should be in some people's top 10s in my opinion. Um I probably will say that once I see <laughs> I actually see the movie. Um but just given <laughs> just given the context from this like you're, you're going outside of the normal earth or or Asgard or the Guardians of the Galaxy all that stuff. you're seeing what these people see on a bigger level. Like, they, they cannot interfere with any of the altercations we've seen in the last 24, 25 MCU films, which is crazy. They didn't even interfere when Thanos snaps his fingers. So to see them interfere in something like this, it, it just shows that it, it has to be big. Now, as far as visually speaking, we saw what, what happened with Doctor Strange and you know when he's going through like you see Battle Strange uh, 1, at least, when the Sorcerer Supreme is showing him all these different things, the endless possibilities of what things could be. That was visually stunning. When you see Spider-Man 2, uh, Far From Home, when Mysterio is messing with uh, Spider-Man's mind, you see all those visual things that are happening right there. That's visually stunning. So, I don't know how much further they can really go. I mean, you've seen so many things. Like, even... I don't know, for me, even the end game, the Avengers end game end fight scene when everybody comes together and they're all running at each other at the same time, like that's visually stunning for me. I don't know how I'll feel once I see the fight scenes or even like the regular visuals that are going on through this movie. I do think plot-wise, it will be very important to what comes next in the MCU. The plot will be very crucial to what's going on. I don't think myself it will be a top five movie. so I do agree with that part and I don't blame other people for thinking that but I would not doubt it to be a, at least a top 10.
0: Right Yeah and I just want to circle back to something Mike was talking about how like we went from uh, <laughs> we went from an Iron Man movie where he's just a rich guy who builds a suit and saves a couple of lives to now this celestial beings who have been on this planet forever, eternal beings, whatever uh, it's, they're just widening the scope of the MCU, which I think they've done it at a, they're doing it at a perfect speed. Uh, Like I know that DC, they rushed it a bit because they, they didn't give everyone their solo movies like they did, like the Avengers did. Uh, But I I agree. Like, I think this is a perfect time to do it. And it's just, it's going to blow my mind. I think when we see the celestials and, and the Eternals and the whole history of the MCU just shown out in front of us like that over the seven thousand years that since they've been here. But I'm looking forward to the movie. that's uh, coming out again November fifth is technically the release date, but uh, the nighttime, the twelve midnight releases on the twenty fourth. So we'll see that next week. Uh, do we want to jump into another topic before? Before that, are we good to go?
1: Yeah, I think so. It's I think right. there's, there's a lot to be seen with that, and I'm looking forward to yep. seeing it it's so soon too. So it'll be yeah. interesting.
0: And I don't take the uh, the I don't take the reviews into account too much. Like I sometimes I don't like to read them because I like to have make up my own mind mind about it and not have any kind of preconceived notions about it before going in. But yeah, I th- I think I think it'll be a great movie. But moving on to topic number five. So According to a new piece of promotional art, Miss Marvel will have a new power called Crystal Smash. So, in the comic books, she she has the ability to stretch and to embiggen. Uh, Whenever she says the word embiggen, she loves saying embiggen, and then she grows or whatever to fight her enemies. Uh, But, yeah, specifically, I wrote here, she can punch villains with the big fat fists. Big fat-ass fists. Yeah, because... Uh, but in the photo that we got, the promotional photo, she has like a crystallized fist, right? And it's a it's a larger fist, but it's more crystallized, right? Uh, but that's not what happens in the comics. She just her fist can just grow, and she can punch villains. But there's a a theory that because they might be scrapping her Inhuman history, because who we don't actually I don't actually don't know how they're going to bring about her powers she could be a mutant she could be an inhuman or she just could be tested on and somehow get powers but she is an inhuman in the comic books and she is consumed by the Terrigen mist uh, which brings about her her powers as to be able to grow and stretch kind of similar to Mr. Fantastic so she can do that kind of stuff but it's possible that uh her powers may have been more aesthetic relation to the Terrigen crystals themselves so because of the way she was created her powers were created maybe that has something to do with why she has crystal smash instead of the embigging powers that she has in the comic books but Mike I I, I know I, I read I, I put the photo in the uh discord app that we you can see so just so you can see what it looks like it kind of looks like ice it's yeah it's a very it's, weird it's interesting weird picture yeah i don't i don't really care one way or the other i, I read most i read a lot of her earlier comics uh i love i love her, her storyline uh but it, she doesn't she never has this kind of power so have you have you read anything about her are you uh, what do you think about this but kind I of i'm changing her power set for this TV series,
1: I've had some exposure to her, and uh, honestly, the the biggest exposure I had to her was somewhat recently with the um, the Marvel's Avengers video game. She's the main character in that, um, right. so you learn Sorry. a lot about her. And if that goes, that goes through the Terrigen Mist um, origin, if you will, uh, where Terrigen crystals get uh, dropped into a lake, I believe, and it infects the water supply. So people who have that. Um, in human gene, there's all of a sudden, there's thousands of people who all have superpowers now. The right. The picture you sent's interesting because it, I mean, maybe I'm, I think I'm reading too much into it, but she's also on like a little crystal platform. It reminded me of, um, if you remember like the X-Men, right? Like Iceman can um, mm. form essentially like a slide of ice that he can then travel on and just keep putting it in front of him. And uh, I don't know if it's something where they just made it look more like the crystal to either relate it to the Terrigen crystals, or maybe it's just more, it might just be more visually appealing uh, when it comes to the actual CGI of it than having giant, like, human hands (laughs) it might just maybe it's it's easier yeah it might be easier it might be maybe they did a test run and people preferred that and you know whatever what have you um so it it might be that a cool character and it's the character of a girl who really looks up to superheroes and gets to become one which is a really cool kind of concept she's you know the whole thing is she's a fangirl um right she writes she writes superhero fan fiction in her spare time you know like it's that kind of stuff it's it's interesting it's definitely a good tv show premise yeah. um the the powers themselves the crystal thing whatever i'm interested to see if they actually play it in the storyline somehow like they explain why it's crystal shaped um or if they just kind of let it go but overall i think it's interesting
0: yeah no I agree uh, I'm, I'm really curious on if they're going to be keeping the Inhuman story or if they're going to be changing it Stephen what do you think do you think they're going to be keeping that or do you think they're going to for the MCU purposes change her backstory and uh, change all Inhuman's backstories
2: um, I would really I would hope that they would keep the backstories I mean it would make no sense not to make a canon but um, given the uh, the Crystal Smash that kind of the, uh, that new power call that you were talking about, the Crystal Smash, I'm picturing her being able to go one-on-one with the Hulk and be able to take him down with, how, with the kind of power that she's going to be given. Um, I haven't followed Miss Marvel as far as I've followed many other comic book heroes, but I'm very excited for this. I will mm-hmm. definitely be watching this.
0: You know what I was just thinking? Uh, so there's two post-credit scenes at the end of eternals right what if one of them is somehow the creation of inhumans maybe something is released into the into the atmosphere and all the the people out there who have that that gene somehow get in contact with it but that that would be interesting if it was the eternals or the celestials who somehow created the or release the Terrigen Mist for the Inhumans. That would so be very interesting. They really do that at the end of Eternals, and then we don't see the, the consequences of that until, so after Spider-Man, uh, we don't see the consequences until the Miss Marvel series, since that should be the next series that comes out next year. It should be the first one at the beginning of the year, unless unless they start pushing that closer to Captain Marvel, or, or the Marvels. But that would be pretty cool, right?
1: I can definitely see it because that's kind of what Marvel likes to do is they like to, especially in post-credit scenes, have like a, they set off an event, right? That has these repercussions, but you have yeah. to wait to see. So whether somehow, like you said, with if the Eternals somehow falls into them, releasing Terrigen mist into the atmosphere and starts infecting a bunch of people, then they do like a hard cut to black and then it leads into the inhuman Inhuman, uh, like saga, I guess, if you will, Whoa. I could definitely, I could definitely see that.
0: That would be. So and if
1: they do that, cool. you could say you called it.
0: I called it. <laughs> I predicted it. Did not. Didn't get any spoilers or anything. I just predicted that shit. All right. Well, <laughs> moving on. So Benedict Cumberbatch was just in an interview. Uh, I think it was yesterday uh, with the Today Show. And he mentions that the Multiverse of Madness is starting to do reshoots in November and December, which, in my opinion, that's got to be the reason, I think, the reason why they pushed the slate back, the movie slate back, because they had to do some research in November and December, take a little bit of time for post-production, and then uh, maybe we'll get our, maybe we'll get, I don't know, like, the fact that it's coming out in May, it's coming out in May of next year, so... We end the in December the reshoots. Well, it's not a lot of time. It's not. Maybe maybe in January. Maybe right after. Uh, no way home. We'll get a first trailer for Doctor Strange: Multiverse of It would make sense. Yeah. But yeah, so I think that might be the reason why they pushed back the movie slate because they needed more time, which we discussed in the last podcast. Uh, they they needed more time to for Doctor Strange because it's probably such an immersive movie and big things are happening. So. Yeah, so, so yeah, Steven, what do you think about this? Do you uh, are you surprised that there's gonna be reshoots in November, December, or is it just like a it's typical. Typical for a Marvel movie, it doesn't really matter too much. No,
2: it feels it feels like um, it's a typical thing, to be completely honest, because they've they've done it before. Um, especially with these these high end movies like Dr. Strange and Multipers of Madness there are going to be times where they're going through editing and they realize, "Whoa, this does, this shot doesn't work that well or oh, we should probably edit this out and add a certain scene with this thing or take this out and put something else in." Like it doesn't surprise me. It doesn't. And I'm kind of excited that they're doing reshoots because you know, even though it's going to take a little longer for it to get to theaters for us, this might be there might be a scene from the reshoots that ends up being like an iconic scene that we would have not
0: we probably wouldn't have gotten without it. You know? Yeah, maybe they're adding Robert Pattinson to the movie. You
2: know, Robert Pattinson would be a great addition to this movie, man. Robert Pattinson is just the all-time GOAT.
0: <laughs> all-time. Mike, what do you think on this news that they're doing some reshoots? I know it's pretty normal for a movie to be doing reshoots, but you think this is possibly the reason why they had to push the movie back a little bit?
1: I think that, like I said last episode, if if they need to take time... And they need to, re- if they whether they have an idea, you know, like they thought of something, or just something didn't seem right uh, when they originally shot it. Just take the time you need. Just make it right. You know, we can wait longer. Um, so if if they need to do that and really fine craft this thing, especially because this movie, I mean Doctor Strange in general, but this movie sets up so much of the future film franchise for marvel it's the it's the pivotal point for so many different projects that are going on they i'm not surprised that they have this as a number one priority to kind of craft together and turn into Mm -hmm. hopefully uh like a masterpiece it's very important it probably takes a long time to do the visuals too for (laughs) for that kind of thing um so oh heck yeah you know what i mean visuals will blow your balls off so that if they need to take some time and make that right just do it don't you know, there's there's a saying in something like, you know, a, a delayed product is eventually good, but a rushed project is bad forever, you know? So it's right. just take the time you need get it done. And I hope that we just get a little little sneak peek, whether it's in Spider-Man, whether it's at the end of Eternals, probably not, whatever it is. I just want like a little glimpse because so much rides on this one movie to, to set the foundation uh, correctly.
0: Right. I mean... Yeah, it's uh it's it's pretty normal news. I I don't even know why we brought this one up because it's uh it's pretty typical for a movie to do some reshoots and it's not really that big of a news. But whatever, moving on to the next topic. We're going to talk about the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer. So we there's been some debates recently and Steven recently had some uh watched a video, I believe. So he like to takes. share some comments on this uh Spider-Man No Way Home trailer news? Yeah, so I ended
2: up watching a video. Um, it was from the Marvelous Wave on YouTube. They're talking about potentially Tobey Maguire being revealed in the next Spider-Man No Way Home trailer, the second one they were going to do. However, they're currently um, working on editing from what I've I've seen in the trailers. what I've seen in the, the video, they were just working on some editing things. They were planning on having it released during the eternals movie however it's as of right now a little bit unlikely it will be out the second trailer will be out by that point so we might not get to see that second trailer until i don't even know
0: until when when are we gonna see it Stephen?
2: Stephen would do you <laughs> that know that you're still not still telling that you- us <laughs> it would not surprise me i would i would laugh so hard if the second trailer is re- is revealed before the Spider-Man No movie, do <laughs> so you just see a small second t- uh, trailer of the movie, and then you see? The what movie does
1: Marvelous Chicken Wing or whatever on YouTube know that you that you know that Marvelous we don't know? What do they know?
2: <laughs> so what are
1: you hiding from us, Stephen? <laughs> no, no, no.
2: The Marvelous Did you
1: see Wing. Tobey Maguire? Was he there? I don't
2: know. <laughs> Where's Toby? It was, stated, well, it was stated that he was on set for reshoots. Uh, so potentially he could be in the Ooh. next trailer. That's what the Marvelous Wave was talking about. I mean, I would love to see. So him. he's saying
0: that the, the delay is because they're doing they did reshoots and that uh they're trying to get that trailer. Together before, yeah. Well, well, they were trying to do it for Eternals, but might not come out then. Yeah, I just the thing is with about about this, and I just been thinking a lot about this, and I know that we've discussed it a little bit, but this movie is fifty two days away, so fifty one if you count the midnight release, and I just I'm so kind, I'm kind of baffled from a marketing standpoint of this movie that they haven't released an official trailer yet for it. I know they released a teaser back in August, end of August. But the fact that they haven't actually gotten an official trailer for this movie out and we're 51 days away is kind of mind-blowing. But I know, I'm not sure if they're working with the Eternals. Maybe they want the Eternals to come out first and then after that they'll start marketing the hell out of uh, Spider-Man Far From um, No Way Home. But even even then it'll be with in 40 something days from when the movie comes out that's i don't understand i don't understand what they're thinking about why because i understand with our our group of friends we don't want to see the trailer right like we don't we just don't we just want to go in surprised and not have to be spoiled by the first time we see Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield we want to see it in the movie however from a business standpoint from from them for Sony and Marvel i don't think it's pr- that that smart to be Holding off on a trailer like this, we need to. They need to be playing that trailer five, ten times a day, and uh, to get people in the in the seats. What do you What do you think, Mike?
1: It's. I mean, it's a huge movie. It's. It's a huge movie that's coming out really soon. The fact that they haven't put out a trailer, from historically, right, from the standpoint of Marvel, them not putting out a trailer. It's either really good. Or it's really bad what i the right. the strategy i mean it means that they yeah. know exactly what they're doing and they're holding off for the perfect time or they are putting out fires at the office and they are they just don't have it ready i hope it's the first one um but mm-hmm. maybe due to covid due to the pushing all the the film slates back Maybe they're struggling to figure out the best time, but you're right. The, 52 days away, 51 days, 50 days, whatever it is. It's no, it's nothing in the grand scheme of things. <laughs> Trailers come out a year before the movie comes out. So it's, yeah, you know, it's for, that's, for something that's, that's two, less I'm than saying. two months away. You, you have to, like you said, maybe Eternals comes out and then they're pushing the trailer five times a day, which is a weird thought. I can't really foresee that or they're doing it on purpose because they maybe there's not a lot that they can't show without revealing major plot points. Mm. Well, but uh possible. I'm kind yeah. of leaning on that one. Back
0: to, you think so, but like, so you're thinking that the Eternals movie is going to somehow, if they release a trailer for Spider-Man, official trailer, you think it's going to cause spoilers towards the Eternals movie? That no, that no,
2: no, 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 no. I'm saying that releasing two, because a lot of the times... Marvel will release a trailer. The first trailer will give you a little like teaser piece of it, and then the second trailer, third trailer, it's gonna give you way too much Otherwise, of no the plot. A teaser. Well, <laughs> it's gonna give you way too much of the plot, and they'll they'll throw you some right. things that. But with with Spider-Man uh, No Way Home, there are things that they have been covering up for months. You know, they are trying to cover up the fact that there that Tommy Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in the movie. They're trying to cover up the fact that uh, there are many other uh, things that tie into the MCU now, but if you show a trailer now, my guess is that they're it's deliberately happening this way, that they're saying, oh, well, uh, we're not going to be able to release it until like after the Eternals or during the Eternals, whatever. That's going to be the second uh, trailer coming out, but I don't think this is... Unintentional. I think it's. I. Pretty, I. I would like to say that's intentional. I think they're intentionally doing it because they want to hide plot points that if we see a trailer of, it's gonna give so many things away. And I think they want to. They want the, to latch on to the shock value they would get if you see the Spider-Man revealed in theaters, not in a trailer, but in the theaters. Like just imagine how. Bonkers the theaters are going to go when they finally see the Spider Man all unite, or they see certain villains of the Spider Verse come together to fight Toby McGuire or Andrew Garfield or even um, uh, Tom Holland, or even all three of them. Like, if you see that in the, in the trailer, you're like, oh, cool, this is awesome. I can't wait for that. But if you see it in the theaters, if you see it when the movie's happening in real time, right there, for crying out loud, that's fucking out off. For, You'd you'd, you'd go bonkers. So I think it's intentional because this would be the first time that Marvel would be able to pull this off. It's during a very crucial movie where you're introducing really the multiverse. You're introducing these big characters that you haven't seen in a long time. Like I don't, I honestly don't know who I'd be more excited for, whether it be Toy McGuire or Andrew Garfield. I don't know who I'd be more excited for, whether it be the Green Goblin or Doc Ock. I don't know if I'd be more excited for Sandman or Venom or whoever else could be in this movie. But once it happens, the things that that the possibilities they have with this movie, they don't need to show anything. They have gotten their audience for over what is it, 13 years now? They've grasped their audiences for this long. They've built up storylines. They've built up the character arcs to this moment. And I don't think that the show is a damn thing. We could go into the theaters not knowing really anything besides that Doctor Strange helped Spider-Man open up the multiverse because he was trying to get everybody to forget that he was Spider-Man. And then it fucks up the multiverse. That's all we need to do we, that's all we need to know to go into the movie and be like oh shit this is gonna be uh, insane and we go into it and there are things we weren't even expecting to happen there are plot twists everywhere um, for crying out loud Venom Tom Hardy's Ven- Venom might show up some point in the movie and that'd be freaking bonkers I don't know I don't think we truly need the second trailer I would love a second trailer I don't think we need it though it would be awesome thi- if, if, if Marvel could pull this off just imagine that, because we've get, we've gotten so much. We really have. We've been spoiled with these kind of tra- these these kind of trailers going up to the movies. And sometimes, because of the trailers, once that scene, that epic scene happens, it loses all momentum. It loses the feeling because you've already seen it somewhere else, where it's not the actual movie, it's just the trailer
0: of it. It's a teaser of it. That's that's my feeling on it. <laughs> well, though, no, I I agree with you to to a point because I I don't for us and for us the the geeky community we don't need another trailer to know we're going to be seeing this movie once maybe twice right but there are this if they want to make a billion dollars like they have in the past with these Spider-Man movies they need to they need to start marketing this movie because they've put out one teaser trailer and I don't know it's just it seems like a very bad marketing marketing strategy and business strategy to just not not release a trailer to the public that doesn't know that this movie is coming out in 51 days. You know, so I don't know. And just a, just a comparison, the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer came out in De- I think it was December of 2018, and this was after this was after Infinity War when we thought Spider-Man was dead or we saw he was dead. So they put a trailer out, spoiling that somehow he comes back, and then right before they they put endgame out okay so i think that came out in december and then endgame came out in in april and then the movie the second movie came out in july so they needed to start marketing the movie of course because the movie comes out after this this endgame movie so just that's just for an example that they put it out they had put up official trailers out multiple trailers before uh endgame came out so spoiling that already that he's coming back but now we're fifty one days away from this movie, and we don't have we don't really know what's going on, which is good and bad, but I don't know, Mike, what do you think about this? I know you mentioned this that it's it's kind of stupid for them not to, but I know you don't really want to see a trailer, yeah, but based off of what Steven just said, what do you think
1: it's it's tough when you think about it from a studio perspective versus a Moviegoer, like fan perspective, right? Because from the studio perspective, obviously they want to they want to make a billion dollars on their movie, but right, the, the hopeless optimist in me, uh, I hope that. Uh, <sighs> I hope that it's one of those situations where they've already raked in so much money hand over fist that they were just like, you know, we can we can lose a little bit of money marketing wise to keep these things a secret and have it be a huge reveal. Because what kind of like that's a great marketing in itself is if you're able to hide something and then the the fan reception is such an uproar over being excited that they then go back to see it again. They tell people to go back to see it again. I know that's not how it normally works. Um, and realistically, that's not what's going on <laughs> probably. But um, the problem with trailers <laughs> is that they're, they're kind of feast or famine, right? You either have the teaser trailer, which is kind of doing its job. And right now in some way, because we get one teaser, then we get nothing. And then we're here on a podcast saying like, where the fuck is the second trailer? (laughs) So we're still talking about it, but we're talking about it because we haven't seen anything. But you also have way too many examples of... Trailers where they they want people to see it obviously, but they take all of the major plot points and they throw them into this two minute trailer. So when you go to actually see it, you're like, I've already seen, I like, I've already seen all these all these things. There's nothing, there's nothing left to uh, to get excited about, which is very disappointing. It can kind of ruin the reception of a movie a bit. So I personally, I don't, if the second trailer comes out, I say that I'm not going to watch it. I'm going to watch it. Like, let's be honest. Of course yeah. I'm going to watch it. Um, I'm not going to, you know, if someone comes out with a shaky. 1998 handicam video (laughs) of a trailer that they saw from like some dude's van that ends up being legit later i'm not going to watch that i'm going to wait until i can see the actual trailer preferably in a movie theater um but uh they definitely need to do something i just hope that they can find a middle ground between not doing anything and then just shoving it down our throat for the next 51 days once or whenever it actually comes out
0: Right. I, I think they could put a trailer out that does not have Toby Maguire or Andrew Yeah, Gillespie. they, sh- they sh- shouldn't do, do that. that. Don't do I, that. I agree. I think it should be a surprise. And I'd be fine with seeing other trailers without them in it. Just like to drive the story along. It's just show us more of those scenes that they showed us in the teaser. I think if, if they don't release a trailer and it somehow works in their favor, good on them, I guess. Like that's crazy. That'll change freaking marketing forever I think if they just if they don't release an f- official trailer or if they release it closer like within 40, 30 days I think that'll <laughs> probably change the way movies do marketing or studios do marketing because, especially if it works well so, at least the MCU huge yeah, gamble works.
2: at least the MCU because they've built their way up so much I mean other um, other companies can't really do that as much but we've grown our way for 13 years with the MCU and Disney in general so like they Could get away with it. I'm not sure about other people, but, or other companies, but I think the MCU could do.
1: They definitely have more of a safety net because they have this established Mm -hmm. franchise. They know people are going to go see Spider Man. They want to, I'm sure that they want to rake in the people who haven't seen a Marvel movie before, but like their kid likes Spider Man, or they just know who's, you know, my grandma knew who Spider Man was, um, obviously, but. (laughs) It's, you know, they want to rake those people in, but they have these, their talents in us, these people that have been watching these movies for the last 15 years. And it's this continued storyline of like, what, everything's, it's always a cliffhanger. Like what happens next? You know? And they're able mm-hmm. to open all these doors and keep all these storylines open to keep making movie after movie after movie. And so far, so good. They've done a great job. Um, hopefully they don't shoot yeah. themselves in the foot. But I I hope above all else that I do not see a trailer where they spoil either an Andrew Garfield <laughs> or Tobey Maguire reveal. Just I know that there's a, a big wig up there, uh, up in high executive uh, Marvel Studios who's wiping his head with like a a handkerchief like, man, we should really put the Toby McGuire thing out. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. Please. Like, yes. just, just, I need
0: you, to be surprised. Surprise. I know.
1: Surprise. I struggle with that because I, part of me knows I'm going to watch the trailer and part of me hopes that I, that I just don't see something that I wanted to be surprised by. Maybe that's asking keep, a lot.
0: That's just like, keep your eyes closed, but like, just listen. Just yeah, listen
1: exactly. Up. So I need, I need someone else to watch it and it give me a spark note, spoiler free, you know, like, Kind of synopsis, which maybe we can do that here once the well, trailer eventually comes out. There's, whenever
0: there, there were some insiders that uh, some in, not my insiders, but insiders in general for Marvel that had said that the trailer was supposed to drop yesterday, uh, and then they were said it was supposed to drop today, and now they're not sure because it's it's apparently yeah, going to be tomorrow. On YouTube under their profile, under the Sony profile, it's on there. The trailer is on there, but it's just it says uh, processing. So it's not officially. So like, I, I just think all they have to do is press the confirm button, the publish you know? button and yeah, the publish. Yeah. The publish button. And everyone can see the freaking trailer, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's tomorrow. Maybe we're recording this at uh, 8 PM on a <laughs> Tuesday night and it drops Wednesday morning. Who knows? We'll see. Next podcast. We'll talk about if we get a trailer or not <laughs> for this, but we could talk all day about this trailer, but let's move on to the next little piece of news that we had gotten uh, we have a world war Hulk movie that's in development and apparently starting production in late 2022 uh, so Stephen you know a little bit more about this world war Hulk like storyline than I do mm. I'm not sure if Mike knows anything about it but if you could just bit. give us a quick rundown of what it what it exactly is yeah that'd yes. be great.
2: so it kind of takes place during like the Thor Ragnarok planet Hulk uh, kind of uh, series. So uh, so the, plan- the World War Hulk series begins with the Illuminati, consisting of Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Stephen Strange, and uh, Black Bolt. They're all- they all banish Hulk because they consider him to be a threat to the world. And they decide to knock him out and uh, blast him into space. Now their plan was to send him to a planet with nothing but peaceful plant life. Uh, but Hulk ends up waking up before he reaches his destination he, in, in anger, he punches everything that's on the, the ship. Uh, and it, it takes the ship off course, which then sets him on course for Sakaar, a planet full of gladiators, uh, the beings on the planet all match Hulk's strength. So he realizes that he has to change his tactics. So he decides to merge with Bruce Banner. So he has the strength of Hulk with the intelligence of Bruce Banner while he's on this planet. Now, while he's on this planet, he rises through the gladiatorial ranks. He leads a, re- a revolution that ends up saving the planet. It leads everything to peace on that planet. And he ends up falling in love and settling down with the woman on that planet. Now, the Hulk is happy. What could possibly go wrong? Well, I'm glad <laughs> you asked. That. I will tell you. So the ship that he was brought on to Cigar ends up exploding killing millions of people, including his wife and his unborn child. Now, enraged uh, that his former friends who had banished him to his plan to begin with uh, would end up blowing up that ship, um, the, the Hulk swears his vengeance on the Illuminati. So he ends up taking a crew of people called the Warbound from the planet Sakaar that he's on, uh, which do, do consist of Meek and Korg. From the Thor Ragnarok movie, <laughs> nice. Um, he sets forth on for for vengeance. He wants to attack all of the Illuminati members who set him on this course in the first place. So he wants to attack. Um, he wants to attack uh, Black Bolt. He wants to attack Tony Stark, Reed Richards, and Doctor Strange, and basically just kind of a life for a life. He kind of wants to destroy the entire planet in general as kind of a way of saying this is what you did to my planet. I'm going to make you relive what I saw, you know? And he does do that. He just... I don't want to spoil anything, but he just just goes off. Like, him and his crew go off on the planet. Like, they, they take on the X-Men. They take on the Fantastic Four. What's remaining of... What's left of the Avengers. He takes on the Illuminati. He takes on... Him and his crew take on all of these people. Even Ghost Rider, isn't it? Which is freaking awesome. So, that's all I'll say on the matter, but he's a lot stronger than he was from what we've seen in the mcu so far which is saying a lot now what they do if they if this rumor ends up being true and they end up are in production to make this world war hulk movie i am interested because we have yet to see the fantastic four we We've yet to see reed richards invisible woman the thing or um mr fan um um What's the guy? Uh, the Human, Human Torch. Torch. Thank you. Um, we've seen any of them. We've we've barely yeah, seen him. any of the X Men. We haven't seen the Ghost Rider, really. I mean, we've seen him in, in the uh, Agents of Shield series. And I, did he have? Did he have his own show?
0: I forget.
1: He had a movie. Yeah, he was going with to Nicolas Cage.
0: He was well, yeah. <laughs> with Nicholas Cage, is his own movies. But uh, the actor that plays, uh, I don't think it's who plays Ghost Rider in the Agents of Shield was going to have a spin off show, but then it got canceled. Gotcha. Okay. So we have barely really opened up anything in the
2: MCU because you haven't you haven't really touched on that the Fantastic Four or the X Men or the new Avengers or the Illuminati. And plus, spoiler alert, Tony Stark is dead. <laughs> so oh. I'm I'm oh, very yeah. interested okay. on how they're going to Tie in They're the storyline if they were to make the movie, because um, we've already seen what happened post um, with Thor and Hulk both coming back or at separate times. But they've come they come back to Earth
0: uh, to fight in the war against Thanos. I mean, it's just and that's what I was going to say. It seems like that a little bit of that storyline t- was taken from the the Ragnarok movie. Like they include because he goes to Sakar he finds Meek and. Uh, what's his name? Meek and... Uh, Korg. Korg? Boor- yeah. Oh, he's dead. He's been dead. I squished him. I think he stepped on yeah. Him. <laughs> <laughs> Squished. Yeah. I squished him. So, oh, no, no. <laughs> oh, no, he's alive. Oh, no, he's alive. Oh, no. Just put him back. He's alive. He's alive.
2: No. Um, <laughs> a part of me believes that they're going to use uh, Mark Ruffalo as this Hulk, this Bruce Banner, again. I don't think it's gonna be in the reality that we're familiar with because it wouldn't make any sense. My, because in in the original comics, it, he, he the, the whole Planet Hulk, the whole uh, World War Hulk series that takes place on Earth six one six. I don't know what Earth we're currently on in the MCU, but we're in 616, they could. 6, right? I, Are we? Yeah,
0: we're six one six as well. Oh, yeah, we're okay. Well, then I
2: don't know how this is gonna work. This doesn't make any sense. Ah. Uh, I would, but I would love to nice. see how they they could pull this off. I really am.
0: Well, I think Mark Ruffalo is going to be a big part of Phase Four because he's in, he's in the sh- he well he he showed up at the end of Shang Chi in the post credit scene, right? Yes. Yeah. As, as Bruce Banner, not as not as the Hulk, but then uh, he's going to be in the She Hulk series because of course that's his cousin, uh, and then also I think he might be playing a bigger role in in that series. He's also showing up in the Moon Knight series, from what we hear. Uh, I think and now and now he's going to be doing his own movie. So I don't know why because he's he's one of the only original Avengers left on Earth, right? Because Black Widow's dead. We got uh, Tony Stark is dead. Whoa. <laughs> Thor is Thor is out in space. Uh, Hawkeye is retired. So yeah, so it breaks it down to him being I think he yeah, I think he's going to be a big part of the phase 4 into phase 5 time storyline so i guess we'll i guess we'll see with that uh mike what are your thoughts on this world war hulk movie
1: someone get this man a snickers am i right (laughs) he's he's angry uh so anyways um (laughs) it's it's an interesting uh it's an interesting storyline i know that they added a easter egg or yeah i guess an easter egg for that storyline in Thor Ragnarok when Thor goes into the arena. When Hulk uh, kind of punches his way, his way out of the wall and he's wearing all that gladiatorial gear, that's a reference to the armor that he wore during his time on Sakaar, which I thought was cool. Um, mm. So, I, you know, I remember reading and I'm, as far as I'm aware, this is, you know, this is true, that the thing about Hulk, right, is that his strength is unlimited the strength is amplified by how angry he is which kind of plays into his whole his whole character um when Stephen was talking about World War Hulk I was confusing that or maybe I wasn't confusing that with um World Breaker Hulk in which he dis- he like punched a planet in half and at some point in some comic book
2: so that actually takes place on World War it Hulk. does. Yeah. in the end of okay,
1: the Okay, yeah. Yeah, he punches a planet. Well, whoops. Um so <laughs> uh that's uh that happens. So I really hope they stay with Mark Ruffalo because we've already he's already number two in the Marvel uh the Marvel MCU as playing Hulk. We already had Edward Norton and then now him. So Edward he's Norton, that's yeah right. he's yep. gonna be you know Yumi you brought up a really good point. I forgot until right now that at the end of Shang-Chi, he's not Professor Hulk anymore. He's not like the the cross between right. Hulk and Bruce Banner. He is just Bruce Banner, which is a good point. And I didn't realize that at the time when I watched it. So it's kind of cool that he's he's kind of back to being his normal human self.
0: Yeah. But he still has the cast on, so
1: it's oh, like yeah.
0: can't be that – so, it can't be that much further after Endgame, right. but he's not the Hulk anymore. Maybe they couldn't pay for the CGI. Maybe they, they went broke. Probably. So they didn't want to pay for the CGI. Probably.
1: Um, if they're not going to keep Mark Ruffalo, I hope that they cast Robert Pattinson. But besides him, I hope that they keep uh, Mark Ruffalo in because I think he does a great job. And
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: You know, if, if you can't get RP, then stick with what you got. Is what I always say. And actually, uh, I can relate to this storyline because much like the Illuminati, how I solve most of my problems is I take them and I fire them into space and I forget about them and hope (laughs) that they never come back. So I think a lot of people are going to be able to relate to this. It's a coming of age (laughs) movie I'm really looking forward to.
0: (laughs) Wait, speaking of that, going back to the Illuminati though, real quick. So how are they going to to do this storyline? If they only have half the characters they need for the Illuminati, because Illuminati. So I know that isn't Black Panther also part of the Illuminati?
2: Um, I don't think so. He's not a main part of it, at least.
0: Uh, okay, all right, all right. I thought he was, but okay. So Iron Man, he's out. You know where he is? Uh, six feet under. And then we have Doctor Strange, <laughs> Black Bolt, which maybe. Like, yep. Yeah, I mean, maybe we'll meet Black Bolt in the Miss Marvel series, uh, since she's an Inhuman and. They they meet at the beginning of her time being an inhuman, uh, but okay. So Doctor Strange we know is is there. And who else? Who else is the, Reed what? Richards? Isn't, there, oh, isn't a, and Professor X right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Which he does confront okay. Professor X as well. Oh, I won't say more. Never mind. <laughs> okay. I won't that much, <laughs> okay. but yeah, yeah. You know I want
1: to. <laughs> yeah, okay. I want to throw a question to you guys. Uh, speaking of Black Bolt, so for those of you at home that aren't aware. Black Bull is an inhuman whose powers are based off of his speech. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm As far as I'm aware, he can like level a mountain by whispering, right? So yes. he doesn't ever talk. Yes. That's, his, that's his whole thing. So with that being said, if we see... I know that they had an inhumans TV show. I never saw it. I don't know how they really portrayed Black Bull in there. In the MCU, if you have an actor that's playing as Black Bull, dude's not talking. So who's the... Most facially expressive and or mannerisms. Who would you like to see as Black Bolt that can carry that kind of role without having any or, you know, very little speaking uh, opportunity?
2: Well, my my first guess would be Robert Pattinson. That's just my top. You know,
1: hey, that is all. That was also mine. St- I'm, I'm you stole yeah. that. Well, I, if, to be honest, I'm a little <laughs> PO'd about it. But
0: okay, sorry. Right. If uh, How about John- and Tatum.
2: Shannon Tatum.
0: That'd be Jane a good. Tatum. That'd
2: be a good one. If my my guess is like, if they don't cast John Krasinski as Reed Richards, which everyone at this Reed point Richards. I feel like wanted to happen, including myself, uh, if they don't do that, maybe they put him as Black Bolt, or maybe they put him as Sentry, because Sentry is also a part of the uh, World War Hulk uh, series
0: and a big mm.
2: key part at mm. the end, man. So maybe haven't they haven't even introduced Sentry, and they really have to do that soon, because if they're gonna be in late, Thanks production. for
0: spoiling that he survives till the end. Yeah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Spoilers. i was just kidding. Continue, I'm sorry.
2: But yeah, I mean, John Krasinski, I think, could play a really good Black Bolt because you've already seen his his, his expressions in... Um, I almost said Last of Us. That's not correct. The uh, Quiet Place. Quiet Place. <laughs> Quiet Place. You've seen what he could do in Quiet Place, and I really loved what he did there. Uh, f- maybe not that. Uh, maybe you could do... Uh, one more actor. Let's see.
0: I mean, you're not wrong with that. That's actually a good point. I didn't think about that because you don't. They don't talk a lot in the movie. So, uh, so like he. They did a very good job with that. So maybe, maybe Steve Carell. Steve Carell.
2: Yep. Steve Carell's gonna Carrell. be uh, <laughs> oh, Black <no>. Bolt. Yep.
0: <laughs> you heard it here first. Steve Carell playing Black Bolt. Mm-hmm.
1: What do you think, Matt?
0: I said Channing Tatum.
1: You said Channing Tatum. Oh, you, said I was I was you were serious right. about that.
0: Oh yeah, Channing, yeah. yeah. Sure. Channing Tatum.
1: Channing Tatum. Yeah. I'm looking forward to know, see uh, Jack Blackbolt make his debut in the yes, MCU. <laughs> you know, honestly, you know, well, I was thinking about the answer to my own question because I'm selfish like that. If he hadn't been <laughs> cast already, I honestly would have put a contending uh, vote for Will Poulter, Mister Eyebrows himself, because he's a uh, he's pretty expressive. Mm. But now he's uh, he's a big golden beefcake. Adam so Warlock, yeah, yeah, he's already taken up.
2: I saw a video of him recently, and I was like, dude, you changed so much. I love it. Yeah, I can see it now. <laughs> yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna- <laughs> to.
0: That movie, again, is rumored to start production in late 2022. We'll see. It's it's not confirmed yet, but we'll, we'll see what happens, see if that one's an actual thing or if maybe they'll slip that storyline into a Disney Plus series or something else like that. But we'll see soon. They'll probably announce it at the beginning, maybe late 2021 or early 2022. So uh, before we get into our last bit of news, I just uh, wanted to mention. So uh, so we got a new casting announcement for the Ant-Man and the Wasp movie today. We're not going to talk about it too much because... Yeah, because uh, we don't have we don't really know too much about it just yet. So, Bill Murray was casted just just today. Well, not just today. He's probably been casted for months, but he just announced today that he's casted in the Ant Man the Wasp Quantum Mania movie. Unknown what the mystery what what I don't know the mystery of what he is what he's playing. So. Uh, we can discuss it more. Let's just get our quick thoughts on it. Steven, what are your thoughts on uh, Bill Murray being in Ant-Man and the Womps Quam- Quasp, Mania? Bill
2: freaking Murray. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, it was yeah, only yeah, a matter yeah. of time before they reeled him into the MCU. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Matt, maybe he's playing Black Bolt.
2: You know what? I maybe. I changed my guess. He has to be Black Bolt now. It's It's irreversible. <laughs> Yeah,
0: he's playing Robert
2: Pattinson he's he's playing Robert Pattinson he's playing as Robert Blackboard. Pattinson yeah that's right yep <laughs>
0: that's it that's it he's a dude disguised as a dude disguised as another dude yeah I'm excited to see uh, Tropic Thunder best movie of all time
1: shout out Tropic Thunder
2: shout out yep I'm excited I'm excited for uh, his debut in the MCU I just don't know what he, he would do in the MCU so I really, I don't know
1: Bill Murray is also very good uh, at playing Bill Murray in movies like *Zombieland*. <laughs> he just—he's just Bill Murray. I mean, the man's earned it. Um, but uh, it can't be Black Bolt, right? Because Bill Murray being in a role in a movie where he doesn't talk. He's a comedian. For him to not be able to talk, that's like torture. You know, the man oh, yeah. the man's like a comedic actor and he he does quips and I want to see him as Spider-Man.
0: Okay. I want
1: to see him as okay. 71, nine, 79, <laughs> 70 71 year old
0: 71. Spider-Man
1: <laughs> with his yeah. arthritis and his creaky bones when it rains, he can't he can't fight crime as well.
2: Yeah, that's crazy. He's seventy one so, years old.
1: Oh my god. He's seventy one. Yeah. So I uh i I can't even wrap my head around what he could possibly be playing as. Who's an old well, superhero? This
0: movie, this movie is about the quantum realm, and Kang the Conqueror is supposed to be the main villain. So, if I can't, yeah, I also cannot picture what his role in this movie is going to be because it, it it's got to be some kind of comedy <laughs> version of it has Still to. Murray.
1: That'd be so weird because if it it, wasn't.
0: it's definitely not a serious version, right? We already have serious characters, so. Murray, just maybe he's uh, hmm, he's gonna play Kane maybe the Conqueror's he's Scott, assistant. He's Ooh. maybe he's Scott Lang's father. Oh, maybe.
2: you know what? Yeah, maybe that's a good one.
0: Yeah, you think so? Did I, did Scott I just Kang. call that right? You probably just called <laughs> that one. Kang. There you go. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, we'll talk more about that probably the next time we uh we on episode four because we don't really know much more about that at the moment but last bit of news is last week sony added two untitled marvel movies to their 2023 film slate we are already getting the craven the hunter movie which is supposed to come out in january of 2023 and is being played by aaron taylor johnson so what are your thoughts mike on this what do you think the movies could be
1: that's a great question.
0: That's why I asked.
1: Well, all right. You know what? Shut up. Uh, <laughs> um, so <laughs> the uh, I, I was really kind of thrown off at first because I, I kind of forgot that we were getting a Craven the Hunter movie and it was being played by Aaron Taylor Johnson because we already had Aaron Taylor Johnson when he played Quicksilver. So how does that work? Yeah. How does that work? Why are you double dipping? I don't know you know how many actors there are out there? You know how many like Starbucks that. baristas are out there in LA just waiting for their moment to be put as a small bit character <laughs> in a Marvel movie. And they, you know, but, uh, the first thing that came to mind was, um, whether they would possibly do an actual Punisher movie. Like they have the TV show, mm. whether they would do a actual movie for Punisher that would somehow lead into who fucking knows some other Marvel property. Cause that's how they do things. Um, they have such a plethora of opportunity. All right. I'm just going to pull something out of my ass. I think it's going to be the superhero known as Dr. Phil. <laughs> Dr.
0: Phil. <laughs> All right. No, All like right. Let's it. move on. Okay. So- <laughs> okay. Steven, what do you uh what do you think, think of for two movies that are coming out in 2023?
2: Honestly, I think one of them will be a uh, Venom 3. Um whether or not that's that's connected right into the MCU or not, I don't know. And then I'm just going to go with the a uh, a safe bet and say Spider-Man 4. But but it's not going to be Spider-Man 4 as in Tom Holland's version, we're finally going to get Spider-Man 4, Sam Raimi's version with Peter Maguire, with, uh, Peter Maguire, yeah, <laughs> with Toby Maguire, Maguire, you know? Damn. MLB legend Mark Maguire at the helm. <laughs> yeah.
0: Damn. I'm just
2: throwing it out there. Okay.
0: Okay. So, all right. So Steven thinks we're going to be yeah. getting a Spider-Man 4 with Peter Maguire. And <laughs> you got it. Yeah. And, and Thomas okay. Garfield. Thomas Garfield. Okay. Uh, I like where your head's at. I mean, it, my thoughts are because we get a Spider-Man movie every two years. However, I do think we're going to have kind of a, a hiatus from a Tom Holland Spider-Man for maybe a few more years. So I think maybe in 2023, they'll film they'll start filming those Spider-Man 4. Uh, it could be. They could be doing a Spider-Man 4 for Tobey Maguire or a Spider-Man 3 for, uh, for Andrew Garfield. Who knows? Made in Spider-Man 3. But my thoughts are possibly a Venom 3. I think they're, they've are they been rolling with the Venom. So Venom 1, Venom 2. Now they're possibly doing a Venom 3 in 2023. Uh, and I also think I really want to open up the world of Spider-Man and Spider characters. So I think Spider-Woman would be a cool character. Uh, I know that... Yeah, I, I would really... I really want to open it up. like Even if it's even Sp- Spider-Gwen movie or... Spider Woman movie. I would. I just would love to open up the the world of Spider Man. So, but we we could yeah, do a after... Spider Gwen
1: movie. Maybe Emma Stone.
2: Yeah,
1: that could work.
0: Man, I just want to see Miles Morales. Oh,
2: oh that'd be a. Cool Maybe it's movie.
1: Miles Morales. Oh, you know what I think it's going to be? I'll tell you what I think it's going to be. Pig? Because I forgot what? that in in that Spider Pig. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's gonna be the second movie. But the first movie okay. is gonna be uh in spider-man far from home sequel to the dr phil movie is going to be about uh donald glover played uh prowler i think they're going to a prowler movie because they introduced him they already introduced him in the universe and he was credited as prowler as aaron whatever his name is um so i think they're gonna bring that back that's a cool character too you know, they yeah. could they could keep they could keep the Spider Man train rolling with that, and I would mm. like to see uh, I'd like to see that he was great in the, um in the Miles Morales game too. So
2: oh, I freaking loved yeah. it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. What well, wasn't he great? So it's I so think good. that's that's my bet now. After Doctor Phil, it's gonna be
0: Prowler. Yeah. Okay. okay. You know, you know what I'm now just remembering is I think it was who was it? Was it Jessica Biel? Olivia Wilde. Olivia Wilde. So. There was a rumor months ago, back in the end of 2020, where Olivia Wilde was uh, scheduled to do a Spider Woman movie, and we have not heard anything no since. No way. Really? But she kind of posted on Olivia Twitter. Olivia Yeah, she kind of spoke. She posted on Twitter with a spider emoji, but then she quickly got she deleted it because I'm guessing they were like, take that down. But I just, for some reason, remembered that, that that was a thing. And I just looked it up, and yeah, so Deadline had reported in 2020, August 2020, that Olivia Wilde was directing a secret Marvel movie, but when she posted The Spider on her Instagram, uh, it's a female-centric movie, so it's either Spider-Gwen or Spider-Woman. So I think that's that's possibly what we're going to see. Like, I think at least one of those movies is Spider-Woman or Spider-Gwen, Uh or but or maybe the punisher <laughs> maybe we'll see the punisher i would love to
1: see punisher. olivia wilde as the punisher
0: No, that's something to see <laughs> Olivia Wilde as the punisher she's direct she's directing the movie she's not going to be in it though i don't think anyway
2: honestly i think it makes more sense to do the spider gwen first and then do a spider woman but
0: okay yeah i'm okay with opening up the universe in any way so uh, I know that Sony's been doing a lot of villain movies, like they did Morbius, Venom Venom 2, now they're doing Kraven the Hunter, so they're doing all these, uh, all these villain movies to tie in and to build the characters, but I don't know, maybe they'll start doing more hero movies. I do think that Tom Holland has a little bit of time off before he starts filming Spider-Man 4, and oh, we'll see. They say, "Well, there are any more thoughts on this news from Sony that they're adding two more movies to the slate for 2023?"
1: Just put out the trailer for Spider-Man. Oh
2: my God, I know. I'm gonna, I'm I gonna know. go along on that and say, "Don't put out the Spider-Man trailer." Oh,
1: Just create it's pretty, chaos. It's pretty uh-huh. controversial. Everyone loses their going minds. the grain sure. here.
0: Yeah. Now Everyone's they don't know what lose to do. Their minds. <laughs> <laughs> They, they all the Sony execs listen to this podcast. Listen to yeah, Flavor their, of the geek podcast. They got
1: their fingers over each button. They got a green and a red button. They're sweating. They don't know which one to hit.
2: Yep.
0: yep. Like, one yep. so we should, <laughs> one so we
2: shouldn't. Which should we do. Let's just st- not do anything. Okay.
1: Let's announce two more untitled <laughs> movies for no reason.
0: Yes, that's exactly what we are going to do. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think that'll do it today. Uh we have episode 4 which will probably come out a little, maybe after I think after the Eternals movie we'll have episode 4 drop. Uh but in yeah, between now and then, thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh remember, this is the Flavor of the Geek podcast. We talk about all things geek and my name is Matthew.
1: My name is Mike. My name is Stephen. We, we love you 3000.